Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Active Duty Hunter Podcast with Lance Bergevin. Andrew Pearson. And as you can probably hear, um, we are victims of the quarantine. This has really put a damper on what we're trying to do, but with technology and our very limited uh, intelligence on technology, <clears throat> we are going to try to yeah. make this work. So... Today we're going to be covering episode three, and the main topic for today's episode is fitness, and uh, it's kind of ironic we're talking about fitness, and we're stuck at home, quarantined with this epidemic going on, um, but maybe yeah, that's- Quite maybe, unfortunate. Yeah, maybe this is the best time to be covering being able to work out at home and being able to do those workouts without uh, all the special specialized equipment. Really, you know, the, the the first bullet point that I really wanted to cover, and it's probably one of the more important things, is even before even getting into figuring out a fitness plan, buying a bunch of equipment, getting a gym membership, is really figure out what your weakness is what you really need help with. Yeah, are you bad with cardio? Are you weak physically? Um, yeah, or do you just have a medium in them both and you need to get better at both of them? Exactly. Yeah, because you, you may really, really, uh, maybe you were a strength trainer at one point. You lifted weights. You got real strong legs. So maybe maybe you don't really need to focus on your legs as much as working on your cardio. Because when you're out hiking through the woods, being elk fit is way different as you're moving constantly. And usually you're moving up at a exactly. pretty steep grade. And we both know how treacherous that can be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Treacherous. Uh, especially if you're hiking into a location, you've got a fully loaded pack with all your gear for a week on. Or... You're not wearing sneakers. You're wearing, <laughs> you know, five and a half pound boots. Exactly. Exactly. Or maybe it's all those trips packing out meat. So, so you really have to be real well-rounded and we're not talking about like whitetail rounded, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. um, you're, you're not, you're not sitting in a deer stand with, uh, with elk hunting, sheep, goat, anything like that. You're, you're going to be moving. You're trying to find them. So you might get a little bit of relaxation doing some glassing up on a on a knob somewhere but you're going to be moving so that's that's the first point that really it's a good starting point just determine your your weakness what your limitations are and then you can go from there into making an actual plan of what you're going to do and how you're going to attack it yeah. so yeah and that, that generally starts with our next point with making a plan your next bullet in there you're talking diet you know it's such a key factor what you eat when you eat and how how much you eat a lot of people you know we say we eat healthy but are you actually eating enough so, exactly yeah yeah because you, know, you could be starving say, well, yourself. I eat 2500 calories a day that might not be enough i'm not very active and i know from a dietitian that i need to eat more calories than that. yeah you know? Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you, you still have to give your body nutrition to be able to build muscle and to repair itself from those workouts. Yeah. And that, that also includes eliminating things, especially things we like. Oh yeah. Foods yeah. and beverages, of course. Those sacrifices. Like. Yeah. 
the sacrifice can be worth it at the end. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you'll you'll definitely be uh, praising yourself when you're packing out that elk. So, uh, you know, diet. One of our key factors in diet is, of course, going to be protein. How much we're eating, especially if you're one of the men that's wearing that's listening to this podcast. We don't need that much fat in our diet. So, you know, I know for me, I don't. I try not try not to eat that much fat in my diet. Yep. Whether they're healthy fats or not. So, well, and, and really it's going to be pretty different depending on who you are. Um, everybody, they process proteins and fats and carbs completely different. Not everybody is the same. So you really got to fine tune it. And if you, if you have access to a dietitian or a personal trainer, you might want to use it. Uh, they might be able to give yeah, you some insight into your body type. Utilize your resources where you can get them. And, you know, even if you don't have a dietitian or a personal trainer, look into it. It might be a lot cheaper to, than you're thinking to just talk to somebody a couple times and they'll help you out. Or even if you, you know somebody that hunts and they are a dietitian or a personal trainer, you might be able to get your foot in the door without paying. Exactly. And you might get a hunt buddy. So yeah, yeah, because hunt, hunt, hunters are, in in my opinion, are a pretty friendly bunch. They're definitely willing to help, and um, especially if it's helping get somebody else out into the field. So um, agreed. Probably not your your best bet to go to the gym and and try to talk to the guy that would li- lift in weights, and that's all he does, um, because he's got his own opinion on what it takes to be fit, but that may not work out for hunting season. No. You know, adding supplements in, you know, you don't have to add supplements in. Uh, it's if you're really strict and go to the grocery store, get fresh fruits, vegetables, meats, and you build your diet from the ground up, you can get away with grocery store items. However, not all of us have the time to do that. So I think that's where and it's a lot of eating. It's a lot of eating. Um, lot and, that, of eating. and that's where, where supplements come in. Um, I, I personally use mountain op stuff. Uh, I really like it. It works really well for me. I was actually at a plateau, not utilizing any supplements and I was stuck at 170 pounds and I couldn't gain anything. I worked out every day, well, five days a week and I work out hard. And I couldn't gain anything. I couldn't do anything else. As soon as I started taking protein after my workouts, I, that first month I gained 10 pounds and it was muscle. I could feel it. Sometimes it's necessary just to, just to get over a hump. And I eat a lot of meat, a lot of elk. (laughs) Yeah. Well, a lot of beef and elk and a lot of chicken, you know, and especially when I'm getting into a workout plan, I, I use, brand that i like first form and uh-huh it works good well stuff for me, my, you know? what i hear it is it is you know it's pricey but oh, it yeah. works and you know it, it's all it all <clears> is <throat> but it, it pays off in the end when you look back at yourself um and you're like wow i went from that to that and i you know it's a, it's a big deal i i haven't had that feeling in a long time so i'm yeah. working on it right now but you know your workout will kind of starts when i it starts with diet you can have a good workout and still not go anywhere. 
Exactly. So. Um, you know, I, I want to jump back to a, a small comment that you made about it being expensive, the supplements. And, you know, in my experience with supplements, you really do get what you pay for because I have used that dirt cheap tub of stuff that you get from the big bulk store and the big box store. And it's really, really cheap and it doesn't get you anywhere. And I, I never had any luck with that stuff. So you really do get what you pay for and I do your research, um, do your research and also figure out, like we said, you said before, Lance, you know, using what works for you, just cause I use first form, you use mountain ops doesn't mean that the guy in the other end of the podcast is going to, either one of those is going to work for you. Exactly. Figure it out. You know, if you have to talk to somebody, even at, you know, a nutrition store, there's nutrition stores that aren't, certain nutrition stores and they don't charge that much for a quality product. They charge face value and that's what you get. So yep. look for those places and you know, a lot of times they're going to ask you what you're doing. They might be able to help you fine tune hunting season. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely true. And it doesn't hurt it just to, just to take what some people say and try a tub of it for a month. Cause normally you're getting 30 servings out of a tub. So try it for a month. See how, it, see how it works for you. It's always worth a shot. You know, if you're not a month before hunting season. Yeah, no, this is definitely like the, the winter, the winter before uh, your hunting season that you're planning uh, starting to work on this stuff. And the winter time's a great time to do that. You can, either go to the gym or you can start doing workouts at home. So, which we'll get a lot more yeah. into uh, later on in this episode. Uh, and then we're probably going to be doing, uh, doing some videos on some at home workouts and possibly building some, uh, uh, some gym equipment that you could use at home. Yeah. So, but we'll have, we'll have those up on a, on the YouTube channel later, but, uh, all right, well, we should probably move on to the next. Yeah. With, uh, we're going to workout plan. So, so do you want to cover that or you want me to cover it? You know, it's been a long time since I've actually been in good shape. Okay. All right. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna... in a better than most baseline, but We'll go with, we'll let you tackle that one because I right. think it's more your baby. I, I've been focusing on workout plans like crazy lately, just uh, especially even at work, uh, trying to set up workout plans for, for the guys at work. So I'll jump into that one. And this one's really going to be dependent on that, that first bullet that we covered in determining your weakness, because there's really no point in focusing on workouts that aren't going to get you to your goal. You really need to have a workout that is focused on that, on that weakness, uh, whether it's legs, whether it's cardio, uh, whether it's core strength, because all of those come into carrying a, a big heavy pack. So that really needs to, it needs to be tailored to the person. Uh, once you find that weakness, find that limitation that you've got, really tailor that workout to your own needs and whatever it's going to take to get you to your goal which is and what i'd like to add to that is with your weakness you might have a weak back don't forget about everything else because it all works together so you know you, you might work on your back more but 
work on everything else almost as much. Exactly. And you, you will, you'll get to a point um, after you've sort of balanced yourself out to where you'll be going through a rotation and working out all aspects of it, of your body. So you'll be working on upper body, you'll be working on core, you'll be working on legs and cardio. So you're just going to go through a rotation once you get to yeah. that. Once, once, once you get, get to, to that, that point, that's the more that, enjoyable part in my mind. You know? Well, exactly. And then you can switch it up. You can find new workouts to do, throw in something new each week. So, all right. Um, so now we're going to kind of break up those workouts and kind of give you some ideas of what you can do to work on those separate aspects of your body. Um, some of these are pretty common, but you know, a lot of them are just bare bones because they're meant to focus on a certain muscle group, a certain activity. So you might overlook those basics. You don't really need to go too crazy with a workout routine or however you're, you're using a machine at the gym. Uh, we're, we're focused on the, on the, the bare essentials uh, to get you to that goal. The first one, and probably, probably one of the ones that I work on the most um, right below leg workouts is cardio because yeah, you can have- Highly essential. It's, it's, it's totally essential because you could have all the muscle in the world, but if you can't continuously carry that 60-pound ruck, 80-pound ruck up the mountains, yeah. across the ridgelines, five miles yeah. back, you're well, going to have, have a You have a lot of people that, that run, maybe they run maybe three miles. They may run the same three miles every day. They don't run any faster than they did the first time. They don't run it any slower. We're talking about cardio with endurance. Exactly. So you need to have be able to speed up. You need to be able to slow down. You know, I know I do know of people that can't slow down when they're going. Otherwise, they're going to get burnt out because they have one speed. So you need to look at this in a lot of different aspects when it comes to cardio. Well, exactly, and and try different things. Don't don't run all the time. Don't ride a bike all the time. Um, don't run Running, all the time. elliptical, you know, yeah, <clears throat> always change it up. Uh, you can throw in swimming in there. Swimming's a really good whole body workout that you can do. And if you have access to a lap pool, it's really beneficial. It's, it's real good for you. Um, but just switching it up and, and that's going to make it more enjoyable for you too. Not doing the same thing every every week or every day for cardio, however you set up your workout plan. So just making sure to just do whatever you can to get that cardio. Um, now, if you are like me, you got bad knees. And so you got to kind of focus more on the low impact type cardio. So I'll usually, I'll ride the bike. I'll use an elliptical machine. I'll swim. Um, I will ruck just because it seems like even rucking really doesn't bother my knees as much as running does. Um, even if I'm running on a treadmill, it still bothers my knees. So I just have to sort of focus more on the low impact side and it doesn't, doesn't cause my knees to swell up too bad. So, but I think that's going to be really each person's prerogative, but uh, remember 
you are training to essentially ruck. So probably one of your easiest workouts that you can do is load up your backpack with weight and go ruck, get ready for it. Um, and try to try to be, you know, a little bit above what you're going to be standard. Cause you know, if you're hauling all your gear, don't forget about that, that elk quarter you're going to have hanging exactly. on there. Exactly. Every once in a while, toss one of those on there, add it in yep. little by little and get to where you need to be because you're going to be struggling. If, well, you, you talk, know, you're you talk, to put an elk down. talk about like an elk quarter, um, a bone in elk quarters around 40 to 50 pounds by itself. Um, and most load carrying packs can carry more volume essentially than one quarter. So more than likely, if you're out there by yourself or just one other guy, you're probably going to have a quarter and then a bag of meat on there as well. So you're going to be hauling at least 60 pounds of meat along with whatever else is in your bag. Um, now, if you're yeah. lucky enough to go back and empty out all your gear and then all you're carrying is meat bags, then you can stay around that 60, 70 pound mark. But just keep in mind, you know, think, really think about how much weight you're really going to be carrying. Yeah. So, and then however far you're going to be back there, that's going to be how much, how far you're going to be hauling meat. Plus past your camp, you know, if you're spiked out somewhere, <clears> you're looking more like you're not looking at four trips. You're looking at five trips. Cause you gotta go back get your, get your gear. Exactly. So, yeah. So, and that might be one of those situations where if you got somebody back at home, even if they're not hunting with you, just leave them with a, a good frame pack and call them up. If you, if you get an elk down or a, an animal down in the back country and maybe yeah. they can come and help relieve some of that. <laughs> But uh, now, now we're getting off in another, yeah, another we're rabbit, rabbit hole. Again. So, <laughs> all right. So I think we, I think we bit, beat cardio. Um, yeah, I think we, we, we should move it. on to uh, my yeah. least favorite subject. Uh, yeah, so legs. Yeah, let's talk about legs. <laughs> uh, I actually did leg day today. It sucked a lot, but it was really good. I, uh, I, I have this, this horrible demented mentality that the worse it is, the better it is for me. So I always hate leg day, <laughs> but I know it's really good and it gets easier every time. So then I have to make it harder. So I keep hating it. So, um, you know, leg yeah, it's, it's one of those ones I, I do, but I, or that I will, that I do, but I, I can't get on board with it. It's so awful. It is. It makes you feel so much better five days later. <laughs> it does, and yeah. it, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like it's almost like a trophy. The next day, you're walking around like a, like a newborn Bambi or something like that, like a wounded animal. A wounded animal. Yeah, definitely. Don't be doing out in out in the the woods here in Idaho. I hear there's wolves now, so mm-hmm. um, so they might mistake you for something else. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, legs, you know, you start looking online about leg workouts and everything. And a lot of people will tell you, oh yeah, you got to get a weight vest. You got to get, you got to get, uh, kettlebells. You got to get weights and everything. It's like, you know, you really don't, you you can start out, you can start out with body weight. Body weight stuff is great to condition your body and your joints. You, you get your body ready 
with body weight stuff. Uh, just repetitious. It gets the joints moving, gets everything ready, uh, gets it used to that motion, gets the muscles used to that motion, the ligaments, and then you can start adding weight. So, you know, you, you talked about equipment, especially with legs. You know, everyone likes to do different types of squats, different types of all kinds of different workouts, right? We're not going to get into that. But I think one of the easiest things you can do at home that will cost you less, about $5 or less, is buy a sandbag. You know, weigh out a sandbag. You know, put the weight that you can't use in a bucket for later, tie the bag off, and start with 25 pounds or 10 pounds or whatever it is, and just place it over your shoulder, you know, do left first and then do right. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, Keep moving up and it's, it's not hard. It's something you can do. Legs actually are one of the quicker workouts. They really are. You know? And, um, and there's, I don't know, there's, there's a couple that I like to focus on because I think they, they really focus on what you're going to be doing when you're hiking up a hill or whatever out in the woods. And, and that's all like full like extension to compression. So like squats and lunges, those are really imitating going up a hill and, uh, and they get your, your legs ready for that motion and they work all of the, the muscles involved in that motion. So whether you're doing squats or lunges weighted or body weight, either one, or even if you have access to like the, the high school track in your town or something like that, where they've got like the, the concrete bleachers that go up the side and you've got all those steps that you could, you could ruck up and down those things. Um, yeah. And one thing I'd like to mention with those is don't think of this as straight forward and backward. Don't forget to go left and right lunges, <clears throat> left and right. Maybe do a, a, a squat where you're more left, where you're doing a left squat, a right squat. You want to be careful with those and have proper form, of course, but remember, we're not going up vertical necessarily. We might be going across the hill. Yeah, side hilling. You know, hilling it. And side hilling and, my, I mean, I've done it and you've probably done it where you've, you're going up this and you're like, I do lunges every day. But Exactly. Or, squats and it's like but i never do it at this angle i never do it with this particular muscle and then even if you only do it once a week it's going to help you out exactly and you know that's another that's a big thing too that new people getting into this stuff need to really be careful of is they need to make sure that they get the their muscles and um, all those muscles down there in your by your foot all that stuff needs to be really built up before you start adding a lot of weight because you could have a catastrophic failure and you could hurt your ankles. Um, you could easily roll an ankle if you don't have the muscle built up yet. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's really easy to get hurt. Um, so, so, and, and I, I even recommend, even if you're, if you're used to doing lunges and steps and squats and all that stuff, if you start adding more than, 30, 40 pounds into your pack to do a ruck to, for training, I would recommend putting your boots on, your your high top boots that you would normally 
be hunting with that have ankle support. They're, they're just going to help, help to prevent possible injury with your ankles. Uh, you don't want to be busting an ankle, rolling an ankle, something like that uh, the month before hunting season. And then now you're out of luck. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. Don't, don't be using your worn out boots from 15 years ago. No, you make know. sure, make sure that they still have some support there. Uh, they, they, they're yeah. there, they're there to support your ankles. So make sure they still have support. If they don't go get a new pair, a new pair of boots, even really good expensive boots are still a lot cheaper than uh, a doctor's visit, the therapy, um, your lost tags that they don't, they're not going to refund you on. Uh, yeah. And you know, missing a hunting season, I'm talking from personal experience. It sucks. Yeah. So, so it's rough. It is. So let's, let's talk jump. That's a great place to go into jumping. <clears throat> so I'm not a jumper. You're more of a jumper than me. So let's I talk about that. So I like to mix up my workouts with like specifically like squats and lunges. I like to mix them up with your standard, just both feet on the ground just your standard lunges and your standard uh, squats. But I like to take the weight off um, because I'm, I've already been doing this for a long time. I've got the muscle built up. So I do train with weight, a lot of weight. Um, but I like to break it up, break up my sets with taking the weight off. And then I will do jump squats or jump uh, lunges, iron mics, whatever you want to call them. To, and I, I feel that it loosens up my muscles, loosens up the joints, and it gives you almost like a, almost a breather for your muscles uh, between those heavy sets. And it just gives your okay. body... That quick twitch, quick twitch muscle that's allowing your muscle, your whole muscle to kind of relax because you're using it but you're not stretching it compressing it hard and, you know? and i and i think it helps with recovery too because you know since i started adding those the jump squats and jump lunges in my soreness isn't as bad the next day um it's 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 definitely a lot more manageable uh the recovery time is a lot quicker so i think it just helps to loosen up those muscles um not only get you ready for your next set of weighted uh, squats or lunges or step ups or whatever you're doing. And, and then you can finish out with some jumps and it just helps to loosen it up before you stretch out. And it's kind of stretching you out anyways. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my take on it anyways. Now do you, for everyone out there, do you use a box? Do you do box jumps also in there? So I do, do, you do your jump squats. <clears throat> so my, I do have a box, but I only use that for, um, just my standard step ups. So, okay. um, I, I don't take the risk of jumping onto the box and causing injury, um, because I have done that in the past where I've caught a shin and toppled over the other side of the box. Um, I've had my toes slip off of the box because I was so tired. 
so I do not jump onto a box. I will just use a, uh, as, a as a step um, as sort of a training method of of getting that full range of motion. Just want to clear that one up because yeah, no. So for me, I know my knees aren't strong enough to be doing jumps every day. Yeah. So, so if I'm if I'm yeah. doing jumps, I'm just jumping from the ground and giving myself a nice soft landing to come down. I'm almost landing in the position, the, like the squat position. So yeah. I'm giving myself, my knees, plenty of, my knees and ankles, plenty of time to, to soften that blow. So because I'm, I'm about, uh, about 185 pounds now. And so that's, a, that's quite a bit of mass to be jumping up and down. But uh, um, I think we already jumped into to rucking and its benefits. Um, yep. and it One thing I want to say with rucking is backpacks. Yep. Don't just throw on your old jean sport that you have <laughs> in the Boy Scouts. That, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a pack. Get something that's decent, a frame pack. Even if it's not what you're going to be hunting with because you don't quite have the money yet. Yeah. If it's something you can afford or if a buddy has an extra one that he can lend you, something like that, something you can get used to. Frame pack specifically, I'm, I'm thinking here. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you definitely need a frame pack if you're going to be putting weight on it. It's going to give you that yeah. support, keep you from hurting your back. Yeah, because, you know, you throw on that old backpack from 2001 and it's going to, man, it's going to wreck you. Yeah, and if and if you don't have a frame pack right off the bat, um, if you have a weight vest, that's an easy way to do it. Um, you can get them pretty cheap. I've seen them for actually I saw one the other day for like ten bucks for a forty-five pound weight vest, and that's a good starting point. Yeah, um, and then you could even use that weight vest later. You can toss it in in your frame pack and use pack, it yeah, for weight. Yeah. So, but I, I would definitely recommend though, if you're, if you're not going to be training full time with your hunting bag, at least get your hunting pack like a month before you're planning on going hunting. So then at least you can get used yeah, to it, at least. get it adjusted because a lot of those higher end packs have an adjustable yoke system. Um, so you're going to want to get that fully adjusted to fit you and your carrying style. So some people also with your weight and how you're going to carry it. Cause I've done a lot of hiking and a lot of people don't realize, you know, you, if you throw weight in the middle of a bag and you go out and you say, well, I've trained with 65 pounds and you go out and you only have 45, that's how it's distributed too. So try to mimic how your bag is going to be distributed across your back or more your waist really, but, Cross your body, yeah, and figure that out because, man, you don't want to be hurt in the woods. Yep, yeah, and and you know, I I have some experience with with rucking, and uh, you know, we you know a lot of those long distance rucks that we did, you wanted to get the weight up high, um, and it, yeah. it just it helped to balance you out. It almost pushes you forward. Um, now, of course, when you're going downhill, you want to lower that weight down a little bit farther. And you can do that with the straps. But trying to orient the weight 
up a little bit higher is is probably going to benefit you. So maybe yeah. maybe try with kind that. of getting above your center of gravity a little. I've Ex- always thought exactly. Helps. So so middle of the back, if not a little bit higher. Um, like I said, you don't want it too high uh, because it's going to be it's going to be pushing you. It might throw off your balance if you don't have good balance. But that's that's definitely one of those big things is just making sure you're balanced, especially side to side, because that's that's going to end up hurting your back. So, um, you know, one of the um, the next the next topic, real or the next bullet, um, is really going to help with that too, and then that's working on your core strength. So um, a lot of people don't really think about it that much, but when you're, you're holding yourself up, upright, you're using your core and your back muscles. And so that's, that's something you really need to focus on. Um, you, you think about it, if you've got a heavy pack on, it's pulling you backwards. So your, your abs are really doing like a, a crunch to hold you upright. So, yeah, and you know, that's, that's something a lot of people I think that I haven't thought about in the past. And and you don't really think about it that much until after a a long day of rucking with a heavy pack on and you're like, why do my abs hurt? You know, something I'd say for a lot of people is when you're walking around at work or at the grocery store all day long, when you're up and you're walking or even in the car, straighten your back out. Oh, yeah. Tighten down your core, you will not realize how much you hurt at the <clears> end of the day. You know, and that's that's something I do every day. I try to focus on it. Oh yeah. I'm so, not, so many not I'm not in slouch. good shape. Yeah. Yeah. But that core, man, that little bit, you know, it you might not be the most in shape person, but if you have just that body tension, standard tension that your body can pull out of your core it'll make you a lot stronger without having to use weight to do so or exercise. It's just something you can do on your day to day is keep your core tight. Exactly. Exactly. And then when you actually sit down and you actually figure out what your, your core workouts are going to be, there's so many of them out there. Um, And there's all the way from short motion, like half stroke type stuff to full motion, full on, like butterfly sit-ups where you're utilizing all the way from the top to the bottom of your core. Um, And then don't forget, of course, the sides, the sides of your abs. Um, Do those Russian twists or bicycles, whatever you want to do. Those are the ones that suck the most at first, but they get so much easier once you're good at them, even with weight. Those are the ones you're going to be like, I don't want to do twists because butterflies suck. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to do it all, but Exactly. But, and, and, and really start with the shit, the stuff that hurt. Exactly. Exactly. And, and a lot of people don't think about it, but like those, the, your side muscles, those are really what's going to help you with your balance when you've got a heavy pack on and your side healing or, or whatever it may be, maybe you slip and one foot goes out and you have to catch yourself. Um, it, that's, that's going to help you a lot. So really working on those core muscles, um, your core, your side muscles, um, your back muscles. It's all going to be, it's all going to benefit. It's all going to help you out. Yeah. 
Well, I, I think, you know, you just said back muscles. That's that's one of those things that nobody ever thinks about, you know. But back, if your back is strong, you're, when we're working on our backs, we're working on so much more. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's so beneficial to you. You know, you're going to feel better just in the truck on your way out to hunt to get to the mountain. Absolutely. And on your back. And you, and you know, a lot of people's injuries, back injuries are lower back injuries. And yeah. it's, I, I don't, I haven't, I didn't look up the statistics or anything like that, but I would imagine that probably has to do with just lack of utilizing your back and it, it's just not having yeah. that muscle to support you. And yeah, you think most about back it, issues are muscular, start with a muscular problem. Yep. And so. then, and then it's, and then it moves on to your spine. So so really that, that core moves all the way around. It's not just your abs, it's your back muscles, um, all the way up to your, you know, bottom of your shoulder blades or whatever. But cause we've got upper body yeah. separated out a little bit here. Yeah. We're not a, if you guys can't tell, we're not exactly bodybuilders here. So no, we're, definitely we're, not. <laughs> um, we're not perfect here. We, we focus on those, uh, those 12 ounce curls. Um, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, we do, um, which are fine, which are fine as long as you balance it out. So, and, and keep that goal in mind. <laughs> it's a good thing. We're not, uh, not going to be showing video on this one. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. So we're done with core. Um, last one, and back. The, yeah. And, and back yeah, core uh, abs. Back. I think a lot of people separate those two things, you know, but really if you're thinking about core core, like I said, it's not just, not just the front, it's the back because the core is what keeps you upright. It keeps you stable. It keeps you balanced, which I completely agree. I'm just bringing that point. Yeah. So that you have to think of them together. Exactly. So it's, it's like a tree trunk. Back in so, yep. But, uh, all right. So the last big point is upper body. So arms and shoulders, the buys. <laughs> no, um, you know, I, I really, I don't know. Do you got any strong opinions on upper body? I actually have some pretty strong opinions on upper body. All right. Why don't you say so, yours and then I'll follow you up. For me, when it comes to upper body, other than your back, your upper body is what's going to get hurt. When you have, so for me, it's back, your neck, which you can think of as upper body if you want. Mm -hmm. And then what I'm really thinking of is shoulders. Yep. Because a lot of us don't think, you know, for archers, which we both, are are we we try to be good archers well i know for experience from experience if you don't have a strong strong shoulders when you get hurt it's gonna be hard to bounce back and if you don't have a good plan set up for shoulders or for upper body not just shoulders it's gonna be hard to bounce back from that so for me a couple years ago i fell out of the back of a truck holding two propane tanks i hurt my right side of my shoulder and to this day, it's hurting my, it plagues my neck and my back. I thankfully do have a good plan and I have the support of Lance here to get stronger. 
<laughs> you have to have by support. I mean, he dragged me through the mud. <laughs> you have to have that strength, and you have to know what we can do. Like we said earlier. So I, yeah, I, I think upper body is very important, mm-hmm. especially as you know, rifle hunters, bow hunters, hunters. Even just if you're an outdoorsman, you know, if you can't sustain a period of time holding a position or using your muscles in your upper body, you're probably not going to get very far because when it comes to chopping, shooting, climbing, I mean, even cutting up an animal, that, I mean, that takes, that's mainly upper body. You're, you're, and you're bending, so now you're adding in your back and you're weakening your, your upper body quicker. So yep. I think it's very important. It really is. But I, I don't think it's a main focus. Like I said, with all of this, I think it's all very intertwined and blended, blends together very well to create a good hunter in a well-trained body. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it, you know, a lot of us, we're not just training just for, just for hunting. You know, we're training just to be healthier and all the way around healthier in our lives. Now you did almost touch on a point that I wanted to make. And you were talking about archers and rifle hunters, the upper body workouts, they're going to, they're going to depend a little bit in my opinion on what type of hunting you're going to be doing. If you're going to be doing rifle hunting or archery, uh, with archery, obviously you're, you've got that draw weight. Uh, you need to know what your draw weight is. And I, in my opinion, train above that weight so that when you're tired, you've been hiking across a, a, a ridge line up a hill and you've been following this pack of elk and you're winded, you're tired, and now you've got to hold your bow drawn for 30 seconds, 45 seconds, a minute, two minutes while this elk is getting in position for you you need to be ready for that and doesn't matter how tired you are so you gotta be quiet and i think two minutes i i know there's guys out there going two minutes it could be much much longer than that it could be it could be because depending on where you're at in your your shooting lanes um you may be there for a while so so really focusing on those muscles that are going to help you to hold your bow drawn and, and steady. Uh, being steady is, is a huge point. Uh, you don't want to be stressed while you're doing it. You want to be able to no. know that you're going to make the, the right ethical shot on target and, and get it done. Now, moving into rifle, you know, you're not always going to have a supported resting position to shoot from it's not always going to happen you may be leaning up against a tree you may be standing there and the stronger your upper body is the easier it is going to be to hold that crosshair where it needs to be to make that shot yeah and i you know that that strength especially with rifle you know at least boats drawn across you you know rifle they're they can be heavy i I shoot a 300 Win Mag. It's pretty much an elephant gun and it weighs like, I don't know, eight pounds. Yeah. It's not a light gun. 
Yeah. And, and a lot of that weight is going to be extended away from your body. So exactly. you, you, you got to be ready for that. So Yeah. That's a great point, Lance. <clears throat> I'd like to talk about flexibility. I think a lot of us, when we think about hunting, we don't really think about flexibility. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, especially if you're a male hunter, I don't have much flexibility. So yeah. something I'm trying to work on. You know, I, I know there's a lot of guys out there. I know there's a lot of guys out there right now that are thinking, well, I'm not very flexible. That's, it's time. It's time to get flexible. Well, and, and you know, flexibility, it, it's, it's going to help prevent injury too. Because like I said earlier, like if your foot slips or something like that, and now you've got all this weight on there, if you're not flexible, you could push yourself past your flexibility and cause injury. You could pull a muscle, you could um, pop something out of socket. You, you never know. So being flexible is definitely. And in my personal, personal life with falling out of that truck, if I had been flexible, if I had been able to not fall straight back, yeah, I'd have probably not be, I probably wouldn't be as injured as I was. So what you're telling me is you, you don't, didn't do yoga. That's actually not true. <laughs> I, I have done yoga. Okay. It was just after that. Okay. All right. Plus, I don't know how many yoga studios open up at uh, 4.30 in the morning when I leave for work, so true true yeah that might be something we'll have to try to figure out and try to make it not seem so uh yeah so coming soon guys active duty hunter yoga classes (laughs) we're gonna be here on zoom yeah so yeah flexibility yeah it's invaluable and i can't wait till i find it so yeah yeah no it'll definitely definitely helps it keeps you from getting injured uh makes those workouts easier makes recovery easier yeah it all it all balls up it's not just one aspect of being fit it really isn't so you got to look at it all aspects and i know it's it's difficult it's a lot it is really a lot and it's it takes a lot of time you gotta write it down you gotta gotta keep that somewhere and be able to come back to it and revise it and yeah takes a lot of time it takes a lot of commitment um but it's worth it it really is and once you get out it comes down to all this you know being organized all right well i think that's all i have um do you have anything else you want to toss in there andrew you know i i don't i well i do actually what i would say is if you're thinking about hunting or you haven't hunted a long time don't let the fitness attribute discourage you you know start with something simple even if it's just walking with your dog or taking your kid in a walk on with the stroller but maybe turn it into a jog turn it into a run try to sustain yourself and then add in little things when you get home do 15 lunges on the sidewalk one way and the other way back um i think that helps and i i think just saying you know like most things in life just start yeah don't go tomorrow. I'm going to do it. Cause we all do that. I mean, everybody procrastinates, but just try to start and start. Well, and you know, something that can help keep you keep that goal in mind and keep you on track of why you're doing it is take the family out on the weekend, go up to the mountains where you're going to be hunting and go take a little camping trip, go do some hiking with the family. 
and go see mm -hmm. where you're going to be. And who knows, you might be able to see some of the animals that you, you're going to be hunting. And that's motivating in itself. I'm going to try actually this next week with some time off. I'm going to try to get up into the mountains and go see if I can see some winter range uh, elk. Go try yeah, out the yeah. new camera and take some pictures. But yeah, quarantine uh, doesn't mean much here. Well, if you can get out to the middle of nowhere and away from other people, that, that's my, I, I got more than six foot distance there. <laughs> Exactly. That's a great so, point to make. And, and until we get on full lockdown, uh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go up to the mountains. Yeah. So what we're really saying, guys, is you're quarantined. You have no reason to not be in the backyard doing a workout right now and listening to your active duty podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Stick your headphones in. Download the episodes, and whether you got cell phone service or not. You can listen to us talk and jibber jabber in your ear. All right, I think that's uh, enough uh, rabbit holes and okay. All right, jibber jabber for the for the evening. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, guys. So that is episode three, and uh, that was that was fitness. So and at least our take on it. Um, I know we're gonna probably get into that more later on in different episodes and like i said we're going to throw together some videos on some workout techniques and how you can work out without equipment or like how to build equipment build stuff that you can use to work out um so we're even if you have equipment how to use it in a small space because yeah exactly yep yeah because sometimes we're we're limited on our our at-home gym space workout space so utilizing it wisely so um, i already did the plug for youtube it's under active duty hunter uh go over there check it out like and subscribe it and just keep up with those videos um, leave comments tell us what you like what you don't like um we also got uh, the social medias all set up so you can follow us on those facebook twitter instagram all those give us a shout out over there and uh of course like and subscribe to this podcast on whatever medium that you're using for your podcast and uh anything else andrew i don't think so lance i think think that has it wrapped up all right well um i i guess that's gonna be it for today uh, we will talk to you guys next week uh we have some guest speakers uh, coming up in the next couple episodes. So I'm super excited for that. There's going to be a lot of good insight. Uh, some of it more specifically towards the active duty hunters. Um, and some of it is going to be more for uh, the whole audience. Uh, any Anybody that's out hunting. So, and we've got people yeah. from other, and we got some people from other states too. So that's going to be really cool. Yeah, it's it's really exciting what we have coming up. So, yeah, especially so, for us. Yeah, uh, so we're we're still going to be trying to do this even through being quarantined and everybody being separated, but we'll do what we can. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.